0: Today is Thursday, October 27th, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Reinstated workers who were fired over the New York Vax mandate get some justice. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast. We're bringing news from a Christian perspective. Joining me as always on this Friday, Junior, Trey phillips Billy Hallowa from CBN's Faithwire. What's going on, guys? Living the dream. Yep. Coffee right. fueled up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like the story. I'm How many life. in?
0: How many in? Are
1: we in about today? Two, about two and a half. Okay, two and a half.
0: All right, fair enough. Hey guys, a little b- less
1: than normal. I'm I'm
2: a little less. Right, behind. you're a, you're a bit behind. A Bit behind. A little behind. All
0: yeah, right, That's okay. Before we get into the real stories today, I had to I had to hit this one. A crime ring was broken up because the suspects left behind a trail of Milky Way wrappers in the woods that led investigators straight to their house. I love dumb criminal stories. I don't know. There's just something about Those are my kind of criminals. Those are my (laughs) kind of criminals. I mean,
2: who thinks, like, I'm going to go and do, I'm going to go rob somebody, but we need some snacks for the road. And
0: then (laughs) then just, let's throw the wrapper. Where where should should I put it in my pocket? Nope. Just throw it on out here. One every 10 or 15 feet should be good. (laughs) I mean, they had to be cracking up when they follow. I guess we'll follow the rappers and off we go. So a lot coming up on the podcast today, including China's uh, Xi Jinping, who broke tradition, as we talked about on the podcast and taking yet another term. What does that mean uh, for the world and America? CBN's Gary Lane has more on that on the main thing today. But first, we're going to head through the news in 90 seconds. And New York's Supreme Court has ordered that all city employees who were fired for refusing to take the vaccine for COVID, they were reinstated and given back pay. This ruling also said the vaccination requirement for the sanitation workers that were suing the city was, quote, "...arbitrary and capricious," adding that the health commissioner cannot create a new condition of employment for city employees and that the mayor can't exempt certain employees from these orders." And so being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID, the ruling said. The judge also determined that more than 1,400 employees who were terminated had their rights violated. And a similar story here, Coach Joe Kennedy, the Washington State Public High School football coach who was suspended seven years ago for praying with players after games, and won a Supreme Court case on the matter this summer, he is said to be reinstated to his previous position as assistant coach of Bremerton High School football team on or before March 15th, 2023. And Elon Musk posted video yesterday of him walking into Twitter headquarters as he's on the brink of officially taking over the social media giant. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBN News. I mean, interesting developments, guys. You're seeing that a lot of people kind of predicted that this would happen, Billy and Trey, that these vaccine mandates were an overreach and that we would eventually start to see judgments coming against them. And that is exactly what's happening.
1: Well, yeah, it's one thing when you're in the midst of the emotion of something, right? Yeah. People were making very
0: bad policy based on
1: emotion. But the you know the effect of that is that there were people pushed out of their jobs, forced to start new lives, take new jobs. I mean, think about that. And now here they are with these new jobs and new lives. And this ruling has come, which is great. But it's really a lot of chaos for these people to decide what they're going to do. Do you go back? Do you start over again? I mean, what a what a mess. Yeah.
2: It's also wild to think that this was a vaccine that was developed in such short order, and then something that's you know relatively new to at least to the vast majority of people. That we have the government, and then all of these corporations that are just willy nilly saying everybody has to have it. Like there are no exceptions. You've got to get it. it you know, there, there's no way around it. I think looking back in retrospect, we're already hearing some of it. But I think as more time passes will realize just how kind of crazy that was to say that everybody's required to get this brand new technology vaccine uh, and we'll worry about the consequences later. Not to say that there will be some, but it's possible, you know?
0: Particularly when the entire premise about it stopping the spread wasn't really true. And we talked about this on the podcast that yes, they may have mentioned that in the fine print when they were rolling out the vaccine, but the larger narrative in the media wasn't that. It was you got to take this or else you're harming somebody. I mean, this was a conversation in Christian circles as well. You had some people on the on the Christian side of things saying, "Hey, you're not loving your neighbor like Jesus would if you don't take this vaccine." And that was yeah. the basis. And so now what do you do with all that? You're seeing a lot of debate now being resurfaced around Christians and pastors who made those claims and now people are asking the, "Hey, what do you say about this now?" Now that it's everyone's catching up and we're not just suppressing all the speech and suppressing certain views and we're admitting that this didn't stop the spread.
1: Yeah, I think this is going to be one of the biggest exercises in analyzing the division of people politically, that there was a political goal in mind, even if it was well-intentioned, even if it was a health goal, let's give the best intentions possible as we talk about it, and you want people to get this shot, you intentionally go out to divide them in us versus them, and you say the people who won't do it are evil, they don't care about you, they're, you know, I'm I'm not just talking about in the church, I'm saying politically. I think we're going to look back on this and really see it as an intentionally divisive move that did not really help an already fractured country
0: and and you just see these party lines being driven and and i think as christians we've got to resist that um, you know you may end up leaning towards one side of the aisle more than the other but we've got to look at things from that christian lens first because i think what you're seeing happening is people quickly without really fully getting a, a you know good handle on an issue are retreating to their side that they're normally on, and so yeah. you're seeing these issues that shouldn't be political get politicized, and and so I think that's something as Christians we can hopefully um, maybe maybe resist a little bit, um, even if you end up landing kind of on the same side. Like at least take your time and, and research things so so that you're not um, you know just being a tribalist essentially. So, all right, let's uh, let's head into our next story here and singer Danny Goki is speaking out against a lot of this cultural chaos that's going on and trying to encourage Christians in their faith. So Billy, what did, uh, what did Danny say here that got, that, uh, kind of got some attention?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. He's among the singers in the Christian world who are not just performing music. They're speaking out about things that matter. He put two videos on Instagram this week, a part one and a part two, and he's just outside talking on his Instagram, but really speaking to Christians about the dangers of separating from biblical truth, the dangers of embracing the lies that culture tells. And, you know, he, he basically broke down what he said was the most dangerous thing that could happen to a believer today And, you know, what is that dangerous thing? That dangerous thing is that separation that often happens very slowly, you know, that that people start to sort of move away from the truth. It's not all at once, but you kind of find yourself in the middle of nowhere sometimes after that process unfolds. Hmm. So
0: so what is this this drift that he talked about? Yeah, so he called it
1: the drift. That was sort of how he dubbed what he was speaking about in these videos. And he then gave an analogy. He said, imagine you're on a boat, you're heading towards a specific direction and you had a motor on it, but you decided to turn that motor off and you decide to relax. And unknowingly, the ocean or the culture took you in a whole different direction direction. He said, this is what the drift is. This is what's happening to Christians today. They're falling into this. And he looked to Hebrews 2, which tells us not to drift away, right, as he was explaining this. uh, But that's essentially what the drift is, allowing the culture to creep right in.
0: And so why do you think this is, or why does Danny anyway, think this is dangerous to believers?
1: Well, you know, this is common sense, but it's so important we talk about it, right? Because we as Christians are supposed to look to God for the truth. We're supposed to let God tell us what our values should be. And yet a lot of believers, they're sort of pushing the word of God to the side. They're allowing culture to define those values, those morals. And you know, he said, and I thought this was so well put, he said, pretty soon we find out that we have a form of godliness, but we've denied the power thereof. And that there's obviously a deep danger in that because it sends us to a place where God never intended us to be and we again we don't even realize it's slow moving until sometimes it's already happened
0: yeah that's it's a legit concern uh no doubt about it and you know again as we were just talking in the last segment i mean i think on both sides of the aisle like there's you see a tendency really to for christians to at times put their politics um ahead of of kind of you know um basic Christian beliefs and and kind of prioritizing those a little bit out of order. And so they might think they're like aligning, but if you really examine it, are you pushing your politics ahead of Scripture? Because there are going to be times where, look, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. There's going to be times where y- your biblical beliefs are going to probably grind against something that's going on within your political party. And so, I mean, we have to be people that are marked by that and willingness to speak out against that. And it's not always easy because... Like I said, I mean, we're just we're so divided now. Um, But I do agree with Danny that that drift and we talk about it on Faith Versus Culture all the time. I mean, you you see these cultural influences come in and you're going to have to take some heat or be ready for the heat if you sometimes stick to your guns on on biblical values.
2: I think a lot of it. Well, not not a lot of it, but some of it has to do with so many years ago, obviously, the Christians were facing this, well, if you're a Christian, you're not really educated, uh, you don't really understand, you know, anything worldly. So, uh, I think we kind of intellectualized our faith, uh, just writ large. Uh, So, I think a lot of times we have this knowledge of Scripture but then we don't feel this need to apply it because we think, well, I've got all this knowledge. I know what the Bible says. I know what theology is. I know all these doctrines. And then I think there are instances when Satan uses that, right. And keeps us from actually applying it. We believe we we've applied it because we've got it in our head, but it hasn't really translated down to our heart, which is where our actions then uh, come out of. I think it's interesting too, that Danny Goki, like Matthew West has been one, obviously John Cooper we've had on faith versus culture and on, on several of our CBN platforms. These artists that are more willing now to speak out about these cultural issues where, I don't know, years past, not even that long ago, pre-COVID, you might not have seen this, but I think culture has gotten to a point uh, where there's so much attack, uh, particularly with this deconstruction talk, that we're seeing more Christian artists willing to put their neck on the line because they see a need to speak out about these issues. Yeah. Well, and to
1: what you were saying before about actions, Danny also said, and it was a great quote. He said, Jesus didn't die on the cross so we can go back into our sin pattern. And I <laughs> thought that was so pertinent, right? Like that your right. mind and your heart change and your actions
2: change as a result of it's that. It's like the the grace, you know, I, I, your, my grace doesn't abound more and more just so that you can keep on sinning, like right. what Paul wrote about, you know?
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Straight out of Romans. All right. Well, uh, Billy, thanks for bringing that one. Uh, that's going to lead us into our main thing for today. And What does the re-election of President Xi Jinping mean for the U.S. and for the world? Well, CBN's Gary Lane sat down with retired General Robert Spalding about that and more, and that is today's main thing.
3: What might a third five-year term for President Xi Jinping mean for East Asia and the world? Thousands of party leaders gathered for the 20th Chinese Communist Party Congress in Beijing this week, where they applauded Xi's achievements of the past five years laid out plans for the next five. Here to provide some insights on what to expect is retired Brigadier General Robert Spaulding. Mr. Spaulding is author of War Without Rules, China's Playbook for Global Domination. General Spaulding, Rob, it's great to talk with you again. First, your thoughts on this Communist Party Congress. Have you noticed anything different from the last gathering, say, five years ago, or is it more of the
4: same? Well, I think the big difference is the recognition that she's going to be around for the rest of his life. You know, there was speculation prior to this that um, maybe she was being, maybe there was a coup, maybe he was being moved out. It's clear that he is going to continue to lead the Chinese Communist Party forward. And um, and so from that standpoint, I think uh, his speech on Sunday laid out, a pretty clear message that the things that people find terribly egregious about the Chinese Communist Party in particular here is leadership of the party are going to continue and accelerate. So um, I don't expect much to change in terms of the things that, that seem to be frustrating to a lot of people out there.
3: Well, if the CCP is in this continual state of war without rules that you mentioned in your book. Specifically, then, where do you expect China to dominate militarily? On the sea? With an expanded navy? Leaps forward in outer space, cyberspace, AI? Where?
4: Well, I think all the above. Uh, one of the challenges that they'll have now that the Biden administration has really gone out after um, the chip industry. Uh, assisting them in elevating their um, their chip technology i think they're going to be hindered by that um, just in their ability to have the most advanced chips at me that uh, um, that still means that they they do have some chip industry it's just going to be you know several generations behind where the united states is that being said you know militarily they're they're looking pretty squarely at taiwan and she said that and uh you know I think one of the things that we have to consider is that at any time, uh, particularly after this uh, party congress, and then March is when uh, they lay out the next five-year plan. I, I, I can expect, or we can expect, that you know it's it's possible the Chinese can invade nearly at any time after this party congress is over.
3: Well, at that CCP congress, you mentioned President Xi again threatened Taiwan. The Chinese economy is in decline a bit, and the United States is China's top trading partner. More than half a trillion dollars in goods each year so how can they afford a conflict with the u.s right now in taiwan or anywhere else
4: well they have been accelerating their transition to their own uh, market economy based on the belt and road initiative their relationship with russia iran and north korea and other authoritarian states Um, they and the russians uh, in particular uh, and the iranians and north koreans for that matter all want to get off the dollar so it it seems that what they're going to try to do attempt to do is use the yuan as the or the renminbi the chinese currency as the the dominant currency in that system and uh, when you look across the nations of the belt and road initiative you know they get a lot of uh, energy from Russia and Iran they have raw materials from uh, countries in Africa and other areas and so they're going to create their own economy that's based on uh, nations that's Uh, follow the chinese model which is a model of oppression of their people and um you know unfortunately for the chinese uh, and the chinese people they've had access to the u.s and other free market economies for over three decades that's allowed them to take technology talent and capital so hopefully going forward, as we recognize the second Cold War, we'll begin to treat the uh, these nations, these authoritarian nations, like we did the Soviet Union, cut them off from that technology, talent, and capital. And the first indication that, that things are going that way is the fact that the Biden administration just announced that they're going after the Chinese chip industry in a big way. Uh, and, and essentially, and when you look at it from the Chinese side, what they're saying is they've essentially decapitated uh china's ability to uh, evolve their chip industry so that's a good first start it's clearly not enough because there's other things like pharmaceuticals and rare earth metals that we've got to get after but if we keep this up i think we're on a good path
3: and the chinese government told its citizens in ukraine this week to evacuate immediately that warning fueled fears of a russian nuclear attack in the war there so what do you make of that
4: well, I do. Uh, I am concerned that we're closer to the use of a nuclear weapon than we ever were during the Cold War. Precisely because, during the Cold War, there was still a respect and fear for those types of weapons. And uh, you know what I what I feel that uh, I see today in nations' capitals around the world is this more or less cavalier attitude when nuclear weapons are discussed. Oh, that's not a possibility. Uh, Putin would never do that. Uh, the ne- the weapons never went away, but the seriousness uh, and respect and 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 some of the fear that we had for those weapons has disappeared from capitals around the world, to include Washington D.C. Now that gives me a great pause because I do think that uh, we'll be willing to push Putin in ways that we probably wouldn't have done during the Cold War because we recognize the danger of of having those weapons be used, and so. You know, the standoff, for instance, the Cuban Missile standoff, you know, President Kennedy uh, was you know, wide awake and understood the implications of uh, of nuclear war and understood the seriousness, understood the damage and in, in the, in the quite, you know, how close we were to destroying humanity. And I think that's the kind of fear and respect. That you know, politicians in the West and the free world need to understand, because I know that for a fact that Putin is, is seriously, you know, considering those weapons because of the way that you know he he still understands that in many ways those weapons didn't go away, and they're still an important part of his arsenal.
3: Whatever happened to mutually assured destruction? Right? You use them against us, we'll use them against you. So, retired U.S. Air Force Brigadier General Robert Spalding Author of the book, War Without Rules, China's Playbook for Global Domination. We always appreciate your insights. Thanks for being with us, Rob. Thank you.
0: All right, Gary, thanks so much for that conversation, that information there. Good stuff. That leaves us with time for one last thing today. And Billy, let's. Uh, this one kind of coincides with what you were talking about earlier with uh, Danny Goki and that story there. And it's from 1 Corinthians.
1: Yeah, I was actually reading it this morning. 1 Corinthians 3.19. It's a simple verse. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. I mean, that's exactly what he was talking about. Don't let the foolishness overtake the truth.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and you think about that. You just look through some of the, I mean, I'm reading through Jeremiah right now. And you look at Jeremiah and he's, when he keeps coming and bringing this message, they're all like, no, that's, uh, we'll listen to you. And then he gives it to him and like, no, that's, no, that's, what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. So um, that's the world having their idea of what they think is right. And sometimes God's word can be so out of place to like the average Joe out there. Right. And. And, uh, and I think it's just a reminder that, you know, sometimes you're going to be the oddball out just by following, you know, God's word.
2: Uh, you know, Satan, I think, is so deceptive, too, right? He can trick us into thinking that, that things of the world are wise because there is wisdom that we hear. i like, God, that, that rings true to me. But we have to make sure that we're checking all of that against Scripture because just because it sounds wise, just because it sounds good doesn't mean it actually is good, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think where the particularly insidious ideas come from are the ones that are so close to Scripture, um, they they align. Yeah, exactly. and you think, yeah, that does sound good. I, I do think that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, that lines up with the Scripture. I want to do that, but it requires sometimes a little bit closer examination to realize, hey, wait a minute, um, maybe maybe this isn't what I thought it was at first. So because um, you know sometimes things sound good at first, and then you examine them closer, like it says in Proverbs, and then oh, wait, not so much. So. <laughs> All right, well, that is where we'll we'll leave it for today. That's all the time we have for this episode. And as always, head on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Uh, Go ahead and subscribe and follow and do all the things you're supposed to do. Share, comment. I don't know. There's a whole checklist. You can go through it all for the Quick Start Podcast. We'd appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, see you back here tomorrow, Lord willing. And that creek don't rise with more of the same on a Friday. God bless. Enjoy the rest of your day.